Thank you for tuning in to this podcast, where conversations with basketball and the center is right up our alley. I'm your host, Lorenzo Sison, but it's Enzo for short, and this is B Street. Yeah, yeah. I wanna reach the pylon. Pull up and skirt with a python. Pull up and stay with a viper. Never like snakes, they swiper. I get a wife, I marry. Open the door, explorer. Walk in a room. No fruit of the noon. I'm just dancing. I'm just prancing. What's up guys, welcome to another episode of Beast Street. I am so happy to be back. There was a big, big gap there between episode 7 and right now, but I'm glad to be back for episode 8. Thank you for tuning in. Coming from episode 7, there are a bunch of topics I wanted to do for episode 8, but seeing that so much time has passed, I decided to just move on to the next topic and just to get things rolling. And this one right here is... A favorite subject in particular for me, as you guys know, for those fans of international basketball, the World Cup is just around the corner. Actually, by the time I released this episode, a few games would have already happened. I think um, the Philippines would have already played Italy, and I think there are like three other games that are going to be happening. Um, I will be doing a recap at the end of this episode, I'm recording this a few days in advance, so obviously I don't know the results, but by the time this comes out, a few results will come out, and hopefully I'll be able to match what's going to happen, but that's not likely going to happen. Um, but I'm just going to give a little input, and yeah, let's just get into it. As you guys know, I am Filipino. I did grow up in the Philippines, from the Philippines, and I am an avid fan of Gilas Pilipinas. Um, last summer, actually, I did work with them, and it was amazing, absolutely amazing, although it is a different coaching staff right now. If you guys aren't familiar with what happened, there was a scuffle between them and Australia, and things got heated, and there had to be a coaching staff change, and, and they did end up keeping the staff change after the suspension was served um but yeah that's it it's in the past now i'm looking forward to how they do hopefully we get past the group stage but we are in a tough group but before we go into that i want to talk about most likely the biggest subject of the world cup which is the usa australia match that happened a week ago if you guys uh, weren't paying attention, USA lost for the first time in uh, 13 years, I think, or 14 years, something like that, something crazy like that. Snapped a 700-plus game winning streak. They haven't lost since, I want to say, 2004 Olympics, because they got the bronze medal in Australia. Might have been Athens. Might have been Greece. Uh, um, that was when LeBron James was just a rookie or entering a sophomore season. Same thing with Carmelo, and they were sent out. Um, that was the year Argentina won, actually, the Olympics with Manu, who's now retired, but definitely one of the greats of, uh, one of the giants of international basketball. But yeah, talking about Australia-USA, first thing, it's not like USA was sending out their best best players I'm not, don't get me wrong these guys are great players you know you have Jason Tatum 
Chris Middleton, Kimba Walker, you know, great players, Donovan Mitchell, Marcus Smart, but they're not like the creme de la creme of USA basketball, per se. They're just like the creme. <laughs> but um, Australia, coming from um, the groups that the Philippines are coming from, you know, they're able to be exposed to these groups. So when I was following the uh, Giles, which is the team of the Philippines, they call it Giles Pilipinas. We played Australia, and Australia looked really good. They looked like a well-oiled machine, and, you know, it's not like 20, 30 years ago when you only had one NBA player. You know, you have, you, you have guys now that um, at least half are from the NBA or one-third, or all of them are definitely competitive in their own competitive leagues. Because, you know, there's not only the NBA anymore. You have the CBA. You have uh, Europe basketball. You know, Europe basketball, you have leagues in Australia. And, you know, so many other places that have competitive basketball outside of the NBA. Um, But watching the game, first of all, the spacing. The spacing of, of Australia was amazing. Like... They just, again, they just played like a well-oiled team. They were the better team that night. And, you know, you have guys like Patty Mills and Deladova, Joe Ingles, who in my book is one of the most, if not the most, underrated players in the NBA. You have Andrew Bogut. You have uh, the guy with Manba and the Viking. Uh, Aaron Baines. You know, you have guys that can hold their own in the NBA competing. And first of all, props to the coaching staff. The the spacing was great. They made great reads, although they didn't make their shots you know as consistently as they could have because if they knocked down their open shots and all their open looks, it would have been done from halftime. Like they were getting quality, quality shots. Now, I'm not saying U.S. did terrible, but I feel like they were rep- relying on their one-on-one skill too much and the fact that they're all NBA players and s- sort of being in that caliber. Um, but nowadays, you can't, you cannot rely on just that. Um, is it worrying? Maybe a little bit. If you know, if you're a USA basketball fan, but it's nothing to be super, super alarmed about. Obviously, um, you got Coach Pop, one of the great coaches, uh, I'd say of all time, um, on the helm for the U.S. So he'll definitely be whipping them up to shape. But as long as they start working as a team and getting their sets down and their communication down, I think it's nothing to be too worried about. Although Australia is definitely a contender coming up for the World Cup. Now, I, I won't have enough time to be going on to every single team and breaking it down, but what I will do is say the groups who I think will do well, make a few comments here and there, um, but I want to keep this 
episode not too long. Like, I don't want to talk for an hour, but again, maybe just half an hour or something, just to get a little feel of it. And yeah, let's just, let's, let's just get started. Uh, first things first, I want to s- just talk about the teams that I think are going to be doing well, or at least title contenders. Obviously, you have U.S., although they did lose to Australia, who I think are also a contender. Um, I think the loss to Australia is just a hiccup. I don't think it's going to dictate how they do throughout the course of the World Cup. But the team that I want to talk about is Serbia, who in the last World Cup, they got second place to U.S., but they're looking really good. I mean, since, I don't know, Feb? They've been in an 11-game winning streak, and they're doing really good. They've got key players that are healthy. Um, the players, obviously, you, ha- you got Nikola Jokic from the Nuggets, who within the next three years, be one of the most dominant centers in the NBA. You also have Bogdanovic, Boban, Marjanovic, um, but you also got players that, again, I was saying a while ago how you can't just rely on the caliber of being an NBA player because these guys, all these guys play in, uh, in the EuroLeague and they're doing really, really well. So I'm looking forward to this team. Um, they're definitely a team to watch out for. But let's get into the groups. So the first group, Group A, you got China, Poland, Venezuela, and I definitely am pronouncing this wrong, um, Cote d'Ivoire. Uh, sorry for my terrible, terrible um, pronunciation. But uh, they're... a uh, their team, their country out of West Africa. I'm 100% sure about that, though. Uh, yeah, so as of Group A, I feel like China is definitely a team to watch out for. Um, they have been giants in the past, although in the last World Cup, they definitely um, did not perform as they're expected to as a giant in Asian basketball. Um but I'm going to give them the props. They did really well in the qualifiers for World Cup. Um, and yeah, there's really no, uh, nothing much to say here. Um, they're very consistent and they're definitely a team to watch out for. Uh, this group is actually one of the weaker groups of the World Cup. You know, you got China, um, you got Poland that. Don't get me wrong, they're not a terrible team, but they're not a great team either. I I put them like in the middle of the pack. Um, and then Venezuela. First of all, coming out of the Americas, that's pretty tough. But um, yeah, I, I just, it's, it's not a great, great, great group. Um, but I'd have to say... China, and I think Poland will be coming out of the group. Again, I feel like Poland is in the same um, same boat as the Philippines are, 
where it's sort of middle of the pack. They have something to prove, but they're not like a terrible team. Um, they're a good team, but being this being a weaker group, Poland definitely has a chance to make it past this group stage. Uh, for you who are not familiar with how it works, there are four teams per group, and the top two with the best record will be moving on to the next round. So I got China and Poland coming out of Group A. Now, as of Group B, there's Argentina, Russia, Nigeria, and Korea. Now, this is actually a, a really good group, although it's not... There's some groups here that are definitely, definitely very, very hard to predict. But this one, um, Argentina, obviously, is going to be really, really good. They've always been dominating. I wouldn't say dominate, but they've been doing really well. Um, just international basketball in general. You got them. Then you have Russia. Um, see, Russia and Nigeria, I don't know between those two who's going to make it past the group stage. Uh, Korea is a good team, but I don't think... Um, comparing them to Argentina, Russia, and Nigeria, I don't think they'll be able to compete at their level. Um, Nigeria is a great team this year. Yeah, I, I can't really say for sure who I pick. Uh, it's definitely going to be one to watch, but I'm probably, probably going to have to say Russia. Again, just because they're a European team and they have a lot of players, in the, uh, between them they have more players in the NBA and the EuroLeague than Nigeria, and I'm just going to have to put the experience on their side and uh, have them move to the next round. But I'm going to be moder uh, monitoring the standings and the games this coming uh, World Cup, so that's going to be really, really interesting to watch. But for now, i got Argentina and Russia coming out of Group B. Now for, for Group C, we got Spain, Puerto Rico, Iran, and Tunisia. Now, obviously, the big, big, big name coming out of this group is Spain. Next to Serbia... They're the second best team, just behind Serbia. Second best team in Europe right now. Um, obviously, you got the Gasol brothers, but aside from uh, aside from the Gasol brothers, you also have players like Ricky Rubio, Rudy Fernandez, and Herman Gomez, and those are just the guys that are playing the NBA. You know, they're great, great caliber team. Um. So they're definitely a shoe-in for me. Iran is a great team coming out of Asia. But again, with Group B, it's a toss-up for me between Iran and Puerto Rico. Um, I might have to say Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico has been doing rel uh, pretty well in the international scene recently. And Iran is sort of... They're still a good team, don't get me wrong. They We did beat them, and then they beat us. And by us, I mean Philippines. <laughs> um, yeah, they're really good, but I feel like Puerto Rico will have an edge uh, when they end up playing together. So I got Spain and Puerto Rico coming out of Group C. 
for Group D, which is the group where the Philippines are coming out, um, we got Italy, Serbia, Philippines, and Angola. First, first off, Serbia is a great team. I already established that. I've said that a lot now. They're definitely going past. Um, as for as for Italy, they're a good team, but they definitely have something to prove. I feel like they're the definition of middle of the pack right now. Like they haven't done anything that's super impressive. But at the same time, they're a good team. Um, you have out of the NBA anyway. You got guys like Gallinari, Bellinelli, um, are just names that come to mind right now. But yeah, I'm really curious to see how they do now. Us being in the same group as them, I feel like the Philippines, they're not a terrible team. They're not a great team. They're not there, definitely. The Philippines, um... See, here's the thing. Leading up to the World Cup, we played teams like Adelaide 36ers, which we won one game, and I think we lost the other one. And... We lost to Congo, who are both those teams are not in the in FIBA. And although you know we're looking really good prior to that, I really don't know how we're gonna do based on those results. I really wish I could say that they're gonna do great and they're gonna be an amazing team. But at the same time, I really give that guarantee. Um, it really depends on how Yang Gao who is the coach of basketball of, of our team um, navigates and coaches. I think it comes down to him. Uh, I'm going to pause for a minute in analyzing the groups and actually just talk about the Philippines for a little bit because I do know more about the Philippines, obviously, than I do other teams. Um, I feel like the one of the biggest things that will hurt our game if we try to play like how other teams play. We gotta play our own game. We can't try to play their game. And what I'm saying is there was a video that I saw not too long ago from the score um, of ABS CBN, which is a news uh, for sports anyway. The score, ABS CBN Sports in the Philippines. Um and they brought in Ellen Kaidek and Jerry Cordonera, who are PBA legends, um, legends in the Philippines, um, who I do respect for the gameplay, but they were asked the question, who was your dream starting five for the Philippines? And I cannot disagree more with what, with what they said. First of all, they were wanting Jordan Clarkson to come on. For those not familiar, Jordan Clarkson is half Filipino, and he did grow up in the States, although his mom got him a Philippine passport when he was 13, and I'm not too sure if he's a dual citizen, but I think um, legally he should be allowed to play, but anyway, now he isn't, and he, he isn't playing for the Philippines, although there was a huge debate whether he will be or not, but this is the problem I have, right? So for um, Coach Jerry Cordonera, he had 
Jordan Clarkson as the point, which, first of all, I don't like Jordan Clarkson on the point. I feel like he's better off the ball than he is on the ball. I don't find him as a great playmaker, although um, having him on the team is definitely going to help, especially him playing in the NBA and having that caliber in the team will always, always be welcome. Um, for a shooting guard, they had a guy named Mark Barocca, who's a short guy, but he can play defense. You have Troy Rosario in the small forward, who, he's a big man. He, uh, I would rather have him in the four. You have uh, Junmar Fajardo, who is 6'11", center, one of the great uh, players right now in the PBA at the four position, and Andrew Blodge playing the five. The problem I have with this is you got three bigs. Um, including Troy, Junmar, and Andre. And I'd rather, first of all, having Andre, Blatch, and Junmar on the same five is really good. But I'd rather Junmar play inside and have Andre play back. And I'd rather Troy come off the bench than you don't want to be putting all your height out at once. And that's why I got a big problem with this. I don't really want to be chasing how they play the game. You know, Philippines are short. We know that. That's a well-known fact. But as we, if we can play the run and gun, get things moving, make our shots, run up and down the court, I feel like we'll be able to keep up with international uh, competition. Um, as of Alan Kai Dick's dream starting five, he had Jordan Clarkson at the point again. He had Marshall Lasseter, who is like 6'5". 6'6", somewhere there. Great shooter. Um, I feel like he's getting up there in age, though. Um, You have Gabe Norwood at the 3, who's 6'4". Good wing guy. You have Japheth Aguilar at the 4, and Andre Blatch at the 5. Now, with Japheth, he's 6'9". He's a good player, don't get me wrong, but I don't really want to be starting him. Uh, these guys are just trying to keep up with the power that the international scene, scene comes with. So my problem with both teams is, one, um, yes, they're trying to do different things, but at the, same, at the same time, they're not playing their game. I understand that you know if you're not sort of competing with them, it'll be hard to, uh, to win. But for me... Like, the dream starting five for me, you know, leaving Jordan Clarkson out of the, uh, out of the five. For me, I'd rather have Junmar Fajardo at the center and then have um, Andre Blatch at the four. Having those two guys together is going to be really good. Um, height is was always a problem for the Philippines, but now having those two guys, and you have Troy Rosario and Japheth Aguilar and another center in Raymond Almazan, I think you'll be fine with having those two guys in the court at the same time. As of um, having Troy Rosario in the first five, he's really, really good, but I'd rather him come off the bench because um, you need you need that power, you need that energy coming off the bench, and I think he'll be able to provide that as of small forward, I actually uh, really like having Gabe Norwood in the first five. Um, although I'd 
would rather have him at the two. I think having him at the three is going to be really good for the team. He's, you know, yes, he's 6'4". There will be some height disadvantage against other teams, but I think having him uh, on the court with his explosiveness and uh, if he can get going with his shots, I think it's going to be really good. Now, as for the guards, this is a little hard because with Philippine basketball, your guards are pretty small. Um, Your shooting guards and your point guards, and you can't have, you know, two guys that are um, the same height, like six feet or six one or something like that. However, with all that said, um, I want Pauli, and Pauli is listed as Delistan, I think. Um, that's the last name that he's having, he's using uh, for the World Cup. And uh, Kiefer, who actually just came off um, a playing ban, um, for those of you not familiar, he was taking uh, protein supplements, just like normal muscle shakes. Um, but apparently there was something, there was an ingredient that uh, was just recently banned and he wasn't familiar with it. So FIBA slapped him with a playing ban of a year, a little over a year. Uh, glad to see him back in shape. Glad to see him playing again. Um, but Kiefer is definitely... Has a, he has the potential to be one of the greatest uh, Filipino players to play the game. So um, having him and Paul Lee uh, side by side, I think is going to be really good. Again, I don't mind playing a little small here because, yes, you're trying to keep up with them. But if you sacrifice your ability to, uh, your ability to score and your playing caliber per se, um, for height, I don't think you're going to get too far, but that's just me, uh, let me know what you guys think, especially for the Filipino fans listening, uh, let me know what you think about what I'm talking about, but yeah, I feel like they're going to do really well, but if, uh, based on their performance this past week and the week before, I don't see them going past the group, uh, I think Italy is going to take it, but with the way Italy's been performing, and the potential of the Philippines, it definitely could flip. But for now, I'm going to say as much as it pains me. Although I'll be rooting for the Philippines. I'm going to say that Serbia and Italy do make it past this group. Now, as of Group E, you have Turkey, the Czech Republic, U.S., and Japan. Uh, now, there is a trend here where I sort of um, put the Asian teams on the side, but... Really, right now, there aren't a lot of Asian teams, I think, can compare or um, challenge teams like Serbia and the U.S. and Australia and Spain and France, um, those kind of teams. Yes, Australia did lose to Japan, um, and Japan is a good team right now, but being in the same group as the U.S. and um, Turkey... I think this group is one of the easier groups to uh, predict, I guess. Um, definitely U.S. is making it to the next group. And then you have uh, Turkey, Japan, and Czech Republic. I'm going to go Turkey with this one. Um, they just looked way better. I don't think... Like, Japan's a good team, but it'll be hard to replicate. They have to play nearly perfect 
It's played nearly perfect to make it um, to the next round. Yes, they got good teams. And, you know, one of my favorite players watching um, the, uh, the Japan team was actually uh, Roy Hachimura. And, you know, if he can pop off, that'll be great. But I don't think going against more veteran players, I don't think he'll be able to sustain that. Although I do look forward to his career in the uh, in the NBA in the NBA, so that'll be really really fun to watch. But yeah, for this group, I got um, Turkey and U.S. making it to the next round. As for the next group, uh, this is pretty straightforward. We got Group F. We got Greece, New Zealand, Brazil, and Montenegro. I think Greece and Brazil, no question, they're gonna make it to the next round. I don't think it's going to be much of a question um, of who's going to win, but how badly they're going to win. Um, but yeah, Greece and Brazil is going to make it to the next round. Now, as of uh, Group G, you have Dominican Republic, France, Germany, and Jordan. Um, France is a great team. They're definitely going to make it. Um, will they be contending for a title? Uh, possibly. Um, I'd have to see. I haven't watched a lot of France, uh, of French games, but I do know they're a good team. Uh, and I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, as of the second team to make it, probably Germany. Um, yeah, I'd have to say Germany. Again, with the experience, you know, having a lot of uh, players coming out of the EuroLeague, um, I feel like they're going to be uh, the better team compared to the Dominican Republic and Jordan. So I got France and Germany, both the both uh, European teams coming out of Group G. Yeah. Now, as for this last group, wowza, <laughs> we got Group H, and this is this kind of sucks actually because this. All these four teams, if they were in other groups, like they could definitely make it to the next round. But let's just get into it. We got Canada, Senegal, Lithuania, and Australia. Wow. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely hard to choose. This is like the group of death right here. Um, well, to start off, I'd have to say Australia. I mean, I did say that they were going to be contending for a title. Um, they're definitely tough com competition. So we have them moving on to the next round. Now, as of the second team that's going to make it, you know, you got Senegal, Lithuania, and Canada. <sighs> Man, I think it's going to come down to um, Canada and Lithuania with uh, Lithuania just having the slightest of edges over uh, the Canadian team. You know, you got guys from the NBA like Jonas Valanciunas. You have uh, Demont Sabonis. But, you know, I just feel like, again, I, I give a lot of props to European teams because outside of the NBA, the... European teams are definitely, um, they're just of high caliber. I feel like the scrubs of the European teams, of European league, could, you know, 
mat uh play better than the scrubs of the NBA teams. I just feel like um I just give way more props to to these teams, especially with their playing style, because there is a, such a big playing style. And, and in international basketball, um, you don't play a lot with these guys because for the most part you're playing against these guys that you're playing with, and with a European style of play, the way they share the ball and their movement and their spacing compared to the NBA style where it's just a lot of isolation, um, I do give a lot of respect to the European teams. So coming out of that group, I do have Lithuania coming out of that group with Australia compared to Canada and Senegal. Um, but honestly, I'm just so excited for this World Cup. I feel like this is going to be a really, really good world cup to watch it's not going to be a landslide everywhere um although there will be some landslide games but it's going to be really really fun um if you can't afford to watch all games or you know you don't have the time to watch all the games i'd say um the games from group h that's going to be really really fun to watch um Greece against Brazil, I think it's going to be really fun out of Group F. You got uh, Argentina and Nigeria out of Group B. And Nigeria, you know, being in the top 10 as an African team, seeing how they match up against a team like Argentina, it's going to be really, 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 really fun to watch. Uh, yeah, I think that's like in the top of my list right now. Um, but let me know what you guys think. First of all, are you guys fans of international basketball? If not... Let me know why. If you are, still tell me why. Um, I really do appreciate hearing from you guys. And uh, let me know what you guys think. Who do you think is going to win it? Uh, I will try to be more consistent with this podcast. Um, yes, now it's um, talking about the World Cup. If you guys aren't fans of um, international basketball, please check out my other episodes. Um, there is for sure at least one episode that you guys would... Uh, appreciate i guess listening to um that's it for now uh, i can't wait to watch and follow up and see how it goes yeah um yeah i, I feel like serbia us are the two teams um who are really in it to win it um i wish the philippines will do great but i don't really know what's gonna happen uh but I, I yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, I love international basketball, and I can't see, I can't wait to see what happens. Um, yeah, let me know what you guys think. Uh, if you haven't listened to the other, to the other episodes of this uh, podcast, please do listen. And if you enjoy this podcast and what it represents, feel free to help support this podcast with a small monthly donation. I really appreciate all of your support. Please rate, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast. I'm not only on uh, one major platform, I'm on all major platforms. So if your friends are saying, oh yeah, I only listen in iTunes, I only listen in Spotify, I am on there. So please let them know. Um, I will try to be a little more consistent with my podcast. But for those of you tuning in, thank you so much. Um, I'll leave all my links in the description. Check it out. And... Yeah. Have a good day. See you guys. Hey guys, like I said at the start of the podcast, I was going to give a little update 
Um, it's a few hours before I released this podcast and a few hours after the games uh, have finished. There were eight games that happened. Um, let's just go through the results real quick and uh, whether I saw it coming or not, I guess. Um, as of Group A, we had China playing uh, Cote d'Ivoire. I should have learned how to pronounce this already, but obviously China won, no surprise there. And we had Poland against Venezuela. Um, Poland pulling out an 11-point win. Again, no surprise there. As of Group B, we had Argentina playing Korea. Um, absolutely smashed them, no surprise. We had Russia-Nigeria, which was a really, really, really um, great game. A great game to watch. Uh, Russia ended up winning by five points. Uh, it's going to be really, really good group to watch um to see whether russia or nigeria makes it they looked really good they looked really close and i couldn't really tell till the end who was gonna win or not um that's group b between russia and nigeria is definitely one to watch now as of group c you had spain handily beating tunisia and you have puerto rico beating iran by only two points close game it was a great game but I'm not really surprised Puerto Rico uh, won that, although Iran looked for a second there like, like the, that they could have won. So, um, like the Russia-Nigeria, Puerto Rico-Iran might be a closer matchup than I thought. Now, with the last two games, we have Serbia absolutely demolishing Angola. No surprise. And Italy... This one's a little uh, surprising. They crushed the Philippines. I thought we were going to hold on to a little bit, but um, yeah, I guess my prediction of Italy making it to the next group uh, was right. I hope the Philippines does better. I really wish that I'm proven wrong, but based on their performance, I do have Italy making the group, uh, making it past Group D over the Philippines. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Um, I wasn't able to mention this, uh, when I close out, uh, when I first recorded earlier this week, um, I am making a Patreon. Um, I'm still deciding on what my tiers are going to be, how much to charge. I'm still deciding. Um, if you have any suggestions, please do let me know. Um, I do reply to you guys, and I really do appreciate when you guys reach out. Um, again, all my links will be in the description. Uh, yeah, that's it. Keep watching the games, and... Uh, tune in for the next episode. Bye. That's romantic. I'm gonna reach the pylon. Pull up and start with a python. Pull up and start with a python. Why they got their eyes on? Me and you and me and you, your mama and your cousin too. Ain't too much of a big boy, but I got like three stacks. Ooh, ooh, we. I don't speak French, I say less. Say la vie, I hate stress. Then I sip that French press. Slap into my fragrance. I got smile, but it don't last. But it's gon' pass. I got flesh, but it reek. Yeah, I got flesh, but it's weak. Dinner rolls, but I don't eat. I got much to say, but I don't speak.